Hey, Kyle. Hey, it's 2018. Holy shit. 2018. Time to watch some 2018 movies, Lincoln. Yeah, finally. So what did we watch? Um, We watched The Shape of Water. 2017 is The Shape of Water. What? No, nah, it's 2017. So it came out in 2017. It just came here in 2018. Yeah. And this is the movie we said we wouldn't watch until after we did our best and worst, and we've already done our best and worst, so deal with it. Nerds. Yeah. Um, I still sound like shit, and I'm starting to lose my voice. Thank God. Sorry. Don't be sorry for that. <laughs> don't be sorry for that. Um, so if I sound a little weird this episode, I feel fine. You don't look all that good. I said, I just woke up. I just took like a three-hour nap, a little hibernated. My power's out. What am I going to do? Sit in my house jerk in the darkness? Jerk off a lot. I don't have Wi-Fi. I can't. You need help to jerk off? You yeah, because just... I can't use my imagination. You just grab it and you go. You make some eggs while you're doing it. So the shape of water. I want to talk about something that requires me to already put this in spoilers. So spoilers. All right. How did you feel about the fish sex? Well, there wasn't really fish sex. It was off screen. Well, okay. So I feel like I'm starting this real early talking about my negatives. But Wait, you wanted to see the fish sex? No. no. <laughs> I was not like aching for the fish okay. sex. Okay. It happens, but it's off screen. It's You don't see anything of the fish sex. One thing I wanted to ask you about, because we actually didn't see this movie together. No. Uh, something came up. I don't remember what, but... Oh, that's right. We were going to see it, but... Oh, you were dying again. Yeah, for some reason I got a fever again. Yep. And so I was like, well, okay, I guess I'm going to stay home tonight, but... So we we did both see it, though. Yeah, but we did both see it. Um, I took Lily to go see it, which she liked it quite a bit. And one thing that I... Which I haven't really talked to her about, um, but I want to talk to you about, is... Fish sex. The fish sex. And primarily the relationship between our main character, and the fish man. Eliza. Eliza. And did they even call him anything? Nope. Call him Abe. Yeah, I was going to say, well, <laughs> call him Abe. It's Del Toro, Doug Jones. Yeah. It's Abe. So with Eliza and Abe, an, an issue, because I want to get kind of my negatives out of the way because I have a lot of positives because I really, really love this movie. I do have movie. some negatives as well. Uh, did you think that the like the sexual nature of their relationship was too fast? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think that was too fast, and I think the just, like, her friend was just like, oh, that's awesome. It was a strange reaction. Oh, are you talking about when the fish sex thing? Like, the day after when she's at work, she's like, you did it? No. yeah. I don't think that would be somebody's response to, you just fucked a fish man. They'd be like, are you fucking serious? What? (laughs) You what? Excuse me? Not like, oh, does he got a penis? Yeah, but that was kind of a... I loved her character, though. I did, too. So... Yeah, that response was weird, but I was okay with it just because of, of kind of the fantasy nature of everything. Of where oh, there's, there's so much of it that doesn't. Well, this, it's a fairy tale. Yeah, this movie's a hundred percent a fairy tale, and that's why I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. But no, I thought it just a lot of things happen soon. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a lot of build to everything, but it's a fairy tale. It's yeah, just, this is what the movie is, and it's, we're not gonna beat around the. But you know where this is going. Well, the thing with me is that she starts to kind of communicate with it, but not really in like a, a deep way of just kind of, well, it just seemed like he was more animalistic than like a real person. And so it's... But it, then there, it's he was just a person. Yeah, he was more human yeah. in his behavior and mannerisms. And, but it was weird. She, it, she went from giving him eggs and then just kind of like talking to like, hey, fill me with your fish cum. Fill me up. Well, the thing that was weird for me, and like the scene where um, her neighbor busts in after they filled the bathroom, which it would never work that way. I I know, but I really like this. It was a cool visual. I thought it was fun. Yeah, he was so animalistic in the beginning and like a creature. But at that point, it's like the one scene when he comes in there bracing, I'm like, that's a guy in a suit. 
Like it was too. Wait, which scene? When um, her neighbor busts in and they're just like embracing each other in the bathroom oh, after okay. the water yeah. floods. Okay. It was too human in nature the way he was doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know because that's really the only, I guess, major flaw that I have with it. The other one I have is the length. Really? Okay. I thought it really hit a doldrum for a while after hmm. they got broken out. Yeah. It just felt like a lot of filler for a while there. Okay. I caught myself like playing on my phone and like it lost interest a little bit. Really? See, I didn't have a problem with the length. So I think they could have cut a lot of that. Are you talking about with like the neighbor character? Just anything. Like they broke him out and then just nothing really happened for a while. Hmm. Yeah. I um yeah, I didn't have that issue. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Length and pace and stuff. What did you think of Michael Shannon? Fucking incredible as always. Holy shit. He's so good in this movie. Yeah. He's so good in every movie. He's such an underrated actor. And he's, and such, he's such a cartoon villain. And, and he's such a fucking in. cool dude. Did you, did you Have you ever seen the, the interview that he does? I think it's like with Amoeba Records. And he's like the coolest dude and has the same taste in music as you and me. I, not that I know of, no. It's weird. It's That's really weird. He's we wearing should, like a bikini kill shirt. We should kill him. But We have to. And wear his skin? Yeah. Okay. And then we can fuck fish. He is great. His character is so fun. I think everyone in this movie is great. Mm-hmm. The acting is so well done. I love the music in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like immediately, the first song in the opening credits, I, I was like, I fucking love this. It's a beautifully shot film. Oh, it's gorgeous as always. It is, for the most part, a departure for Del Toro and his style. It's there. The sty- his style mm-hmm. is in there, but overall, it doesn't feel necessarily like it. To tell Del Toro, for, and then there's violence. You're like, oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Here we go, Del Toro. Which I loved how fucking violent Michael Shannon's character was, mm-hmm. and how it's so over the top. He's yeah. like out of an '80s action movie or a comic book movie. And then like when he rips his fingers off, like I knew that that was probably gonna happen. And then when it happened, it still was like, Ugh. yeah. Ugh, oh, when Ugh. he squeezed it in the car and the, and the pus came out, pus comes out. I was oh. like, Ugh. So good. I'm not going to do that again. Ugh, no more driving. It's amazing. I thought Sally Hawkins was great in it. What You know, I was trying to think of other performances that she's been in. She was in something. Something that I'm we talking really about like big liked. movies. No, she's in some big movies. I forget. Oh, what? Because, I mean, she was fucking incredible in this movie. The amount of motion she portrayed without speaking. Uh-huh. I just don't know that many actors can do that. Yeah. To the point where you you forget that she hasn't spoken. Like she's telling such a deep personal mm. story. I I just thought she was she was great. The scene that I think where she really stole the show was the scene the like say what I'm say what I'm signing yes. scene. Oh my god! That first of all, that's a very powerful scene. It's great, beautifully written, and second, it's so fucking clever. She's in Blue Jasmine. Okay. That was the one I was thinking of okay. that I knew you had you had seen. It's she's hard, she's she, in Paddington too. She's in tons of movies. But she's in Godzilla. She will be in Godzilla: King of the Monsters. I, th- I thought you were going to say Gods of Egypt. <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. She might. She was in Godzilla. She was Vivian in Godzilla. Okay, the newest one. Okay, cool. Uh, the newest US one. She's in both Paddington, so she's a. Uh, I haven't watched them. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched a lot of these, but she's been in a shitload of stuff. That's such a clever scene to have somebody that's signing because it's kind of hard. You know, because I've I've seen other movies where the protagonist is deaf and or mute, so and you know you have not deaf, huh? She was in Layer Cake. I know she wasn't deaf. I'm just saying signing yeah. in general of where it, it's hard sometimes because either you do subtitles or a lot of times they'll have like you know the side character that like interprets stuff, 
I thought that, that was a clever way to have the side character interpret something and have the scene involving both of them and it matter. And I also liked how blatant and subtle they were at the same time with really what the movie represented. Because it was blatantly in the movie too. Mm-hmm. When it took place and her neighbor is a homosexual man that hates racism. All of her friends are black. This is during like peak segregation. Well, he doesn't hate racism. He, well, so I wanted to talk about his character a little bit because... I don't think he's a fan of racism. Well, so what's interesting about him is that he doesn't take a stand against anything until the diner scene. He does take the stand against racism. But the interesting thing is that every time that she has the TV on and it shows, like, you know, the riots happening and stuff, he immediately turns it off because he's kind of in his own, like, fantasy world and he doesn't want to think about it. Well, they both are. Everyone in this movie is in, like, an own fantasy world yeah they're trying to stay in their own fantasy world and, and they're and you know the, the the neighbor more so is just scared of kind of the real world he's more so, so than he's her. so good he honestly i didn't know if i was gonna like his character at the beginning it was so fucking good like, that performance is like the best performance he's ever done yeah like that was fucking incredible because and i think it, it's a mixture between such a great character that has so much kind of depth to... I don't know if I'm just like projecting or something and saying that he has so much depth, but I think that that character really had a lot of depth. I think all of them did. Yeah. They were all searching for something, and that's really what the movie was about, was completing themselves. Mm-hmm. And then I, I loved how that when they introduced the side character, just his apartment and his demeanor said everything that you needed to know about him. Mm-hmm. You didn't need some crazy backstory about why his girlfriend's mom's dog died or something. Uh, one of my favorite scenes with him is when he and Eliza are sitting on the couch and they do the little dance. Yeah. It's such a little scene, but it tells you so much about their relationship and friendship mm-hmm. and their characters. And I love that scene. Um, that I, is my favorite scene in the movie. And it's such a oh, yeah. non-consequential thing. Um, or yeah. when she dances down the hallway, just my. you get with what those movies mean to her and how she views mm. life and her life, what she wants her life to be. My favorite scene, other than her getting filled by fish cum. That's not a scene. Other than... Is it when she describes his penis? This is... Because <laughs> that's... It was... Any other... Like, there's such a fine line of ridiculousness mm-hmm. that that would have been in this movie. Like, a lot of things in this movie. The dance scene. That's what I'm talking about. Del- that's my, that's Del- my favorite. Del Toro towed such a line, though. Like, it would have been so easy for us to go, that was, fu- what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. That was ridiculous. Um, if, yeah, my favorite scene. A lot scene, of people do think that scene is ridiculous. Well, I loved it. Uh, favorite scene, uh, she is sign signing, like, she wants to sing to Abe, but she can't, so she's signing. And then slowly, she starts singing, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck's happening? But then it turns into kind of this fantasy that she's, play now where she's dancing with him in front of an audience and there's all these live musicians and I fucking love that scene and and it said and again that's another scene that like said so much it's so weird seeing the fish guy just at a table though yeah. <laughs> just like at a kitchen table like hey dog what's up yeah kind of skipping real fast to the end of the movie and it's something I wanted to talk to you about the very very end very very end the gills uh yeah okay well yeah so i was thinking about the end of it and kind of how it had its fairy tale ending, and how it's, it's very Del Toro-ish. Mm-hmm. But another thing that's also Del Toro-ish is ambiguity of if that's the real ending, if she's actually alive or not. Mm-hmm. And so, because I'm thinking of it being the neighbor that, that, that's saying the story in kind of a fairy tale way, 
And it kind of backs up my belief of maybe it wasn't romantic on the side of the fish man. Because I still, I don't know, I'm just still not super bought on the love of, from him. Because he was so animalistic. I mean, think about, he was still fucking eating the cat head yeah. at, at the same period of time that he was filling her with fish cum. Little like human caviar. Yeah, and how at the at the table scene she's having all of these ideas about being in love with the fishman and, and you know dancing with him, but the fishman's still at the table just being very animalistic, and I I just didn't feel like the only scenes that they show him being like super hu- human. Of being a conscious human That's and like showing the, love, and it's immediate, like with the eggs and stuff with her when yeah. he first meets her. It's that way. But I, I don't know. I just, did, I just, I think you know, you Del could, Toro just didn't I, sell me on the love. Well, I think you can interpret the movie a lot of okay. The end and fairy tale ending. Uh-huh. He does turn her into a fish creature, and they yeah. live happily ever after. She dies. Mm-hmm. She's just dead. But being Del Toro, you could even say like. Was the fish man, was that ever actually a thing, or is that a metaphor that the guy is using for her life? Yeah, you know, because... In the story, it's a movie, so obviously, mm. yes, it happened. I mean, you can't... Yeah. But let's say it's real life. It's just her neighbor saying how great she was mm-hmm. and how fascinating she was. What if it's just his fairy tale story involving her? Yeah, and fish man. Yeah, because in a weird way, I think that the the love, the romance, if... You think that the fish man turned her into a fish, and they lived happily ever after. Then, for the, that works. Then for the movie, it's fine, and they were in love, yada yada. But if if you take it literal, as she died, and he just fucking takes her in the water, then to me, I don't think that the fish man was actually in love with her. Yeah, he just needs to procreate, create other fish people. I don't know. I just didn't buy the sentience of the fish man. But That's yeah, my only main problem with it. Where I get that, you know, it could be this fantasy story this guy made up mm-hmm. about her was the gills were originally just scars on her neck. Mm-hmm. What if their scars were real and he was given those scars purpose when he was telling her story? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, which also, there's a lot... Um, but star- scars, when you see it, you, I think I kind of figured out, like, she's, is she going to get gills? See, I never thought that. I just thought that, that was a cool... I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think that at all. So when it happened, I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, one thing I saw, because I was looking up something, because I, I was trying to pull up an IMDb, so I typed in, you know, just Shape of Water on Google, and something kind of came up that was like, it was it was like a clickbait BuzzFeed thing, but I wanted to click it to see if it, how ridiculous it was. It was like, this fact about Shape of Water will blow your mind. Please tell me it's something blatantly obvious in the movie. <laughs> no, it was uh, It was like, the Russians all along. <laughs> it was like a fan theory that I think is complete bullshit. All right, I need to know now. What's All the right, theory? so the, the theory is, I don't know how many people actually believe this. This is just a buzz. A lot article. of people, I think mainstream don't really like this movie. Yeah. And I, I understand. Yeah. This isn't a mainstream film at all. I, I don't think so. So the theory is. I, most Del Toro isn't, though. So That she, also a fish person, and has been throughout the movie. Because, <laughs> I know you're giving me a look right now, but let me, let me play devil's advocate and lay down the law. From BuzzFeed. It wasn't even, do you even know if it was BuzzFeed? I don't think it was BuzzFeed. I don't okay. remember what it was. It Buzz- was something stupid like fucking AV nerd crew. It could be AV club. Yeah, I don't know. So the theory is that because they, they have that passing thing where they're talking about that she was orphaned and by the river and she had her throat slash and everybody's like, no, she had gills, but she healed herself with her fish powers 
so that, but she can't talk because the fucking fish person couldn't talk, so she couldn't talk. And that's why she only eats eggs because she's a fucking fish person. And that's why they fell in love. She was like, ooh, you're a fish person too. I feel that in my soul. Well, you know, Put the, your fucking fish cum in me. That's why he picked up sign language quickly and understood that it wasn't just mimicking her emotions. It was actually communication. Are you on the fish person bandwagon right now? No. All right, good. No, she's fucking... Because that theory is so fucking stupid. It's, I'm sorry. It's that's so stupid. Dumb. I think the water and all that it was just a, the fairy tale oh, aspect. And then, yeah, th- there's a scene that they take literally. Uh, the people that like believe this when she's uh, has her hand on the on the window and the water's moving. I think that she's like controlling water. No, she's. I didn't fascinated take, by the water. I didn't take that at all. I thought that she was lost in her own head, and that's yeah. No. So there you go. I mean, she could be a fish person. I guess I don't know. Maybe she was born of a fish person. No, maybe she's I, just a girl that liked water and saw a creature that was similar to her, and it was one of the few things that she knew would understand what she goes through and could relate to her. Yeah, more so than her friends. It was Buzzfeed. She saw herself in this creature. Mm-hmm. That's how I took it, and mm-hmm. that's why she. I think initially it was just like curiosity, mm-hmm. and then trying to like. Yeah, I don't think she was a fucking fish person. Yeah, a lot of people. Think I want to know. Some how the fuck did this thing get out of the apartment, go to a theater, and nobody noticed? How did Abe? Oh, how did Abe just go okay. to the theater? And nobody actually, noticed? I covered had in a, cat blood. I had to pee. Okay, and I went and peed during the scene. I totally forgot to have Lily fill me in completely on what happened during the scene. Well, he bites the head off the so, cat. Yeah, so he bites the head off the cat, and then that is when he I went runs to the out. Because okay, the guy's so, like, no. And he scratches the guy's yep. arm and runs out the door. And then he's... Or no, I didn't pee. I had a coughing fit. It doesn't matter why you fucking left. You I idiot. need people to know that I they don't give a fuck my about bladder, your bodily fluids. I kept my bladder Bullshit. on point this movie. But I was still coughing and I had a coughing fit and I didn't want people to hate me. So I left the theater for a minute. Okay. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a fuck. So anyway, he goes, Eliza, you have to find him. So she goes out and follows his bloody handprints. Okay. And he's just, she goes into the theater and he's just standing alone in the theater watching a movie. Okay. How did how did no one see him? Okay, so I didn't miss that much. How big do you think his penis was, though? I I mean, I don't know. She Here's did, the thing: she didn't act like in her little hand description. She didn't like put an arm out. She put a finger out because she describes the penis right. And I immediately thought that's the way an alligator's penis is. Alligator penises are not that big. It's probably not that big. Alligator penis that's like two inches. Yeah, probably not that big. Alligator penis. Goes into the alligator vagina and just squirts it. Are you fucking alligators? I'm just saying that I know a lot about reproduction of alligators. Are you fucking alligators? I'm not gonna say on a legal open air document that I fucked an alligator. I'm just saying that I know. Are if, you gonna say that you didn't fuck if an alligator? You want, I'm saying if you wanted to fuck an alligator, I know how you'd be able to do it, and I could show you with my tender hands. So speaking about fucking. I, I, now you want to talk about Michael Shannon when he fucked his wife? Oh, that was great. That was a great character development scene too. Everything with him. Oh my god, he said. Before I talk about what I actually wanted to talk about, okay, the line that he says when he's on the phone and he's like, I "Got my trigger finger good, my pussy finger good." Oh, he's got my thumb. I got my thumb trigger and pussy fingers. I fucking could not stop laughing after he said pussy finger. I've never because you're twelve that. years old. You've I've never, never heard, heard that? that before. And it fucking made me laugh so goddamn hard to the to the point where Lily like looked at me and was like, "Still laughing?" And he's still yeah, laughing that look about of this. Grow the fuck up! <laughs> How have you never heard that? I don't know. You're an idiot. That's so fucking funny. 
I'm fucking I'm ten years. It'd be old. your gator finger. <laughs> My gator finger. So Del Toro, this is gonna sound weird, but I loved how sexual the movie was. And I, how obviously, all you want to talk about is the fucking. Well, no. <laughs> you started the podcast when you're like, "Hey, God, mm, let's talk about the fucking." Well, no, <laughs> because and when, when I you me- called me before I'd watched it, and you go, "There's fucking in it." <laughs> that was your selling. There's fu- <laughs> just so you know, they fuck. There's there's fish fucking. There's fish fucking. Like, of course there is. No, I mean, on a, on, a, on a serious level on how sexual the movie is. Because I really liked... They the set s- the tone early. The first scene with her is her masturbation. Exactly. I was going to say, I really liked it and, and not... Well, okay, what I mean is... What I mean is... I liked how that, that set a tone for the character and how it felt more real to me. I think that a lot of people beat around the bush when it comes to these kind of movies of, like... I didn't want her to be some kind of, like virginial like dough you know mm-hmm. did you see how many people said that she was annoying really I, how i don't think that at all i don't I, know how she could be annoying she didn't usually when i think annoying i think like annoying by talking that's really weird i i don't know how you I would find her annoying. That. i thought she was great hmm. but yeah yeah you know in, in a lot of a lot of previous fairy tales that you think about you know like beauty and the beast stuff like that you don't have like a living breathing woman embracing her sexuality before she has sex with the beast you know i just thought it was a cool change of having like a real person and it, and it, and it kind of eased in. it, it so made did you wish in free willy that the kid fucked the whale i thought he did I thought that was the end of the movie because this movie it's this is free willy with thought, i thought the 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 willy mounts him and willy puts his mm-hmm. willy because it's really what this movie closest resembles is free willy with a cool russian side plot which by the way with bob I don't. I'm. I don't con- think you could drag a human by a bullet hole in their cheek. That was fucking sick, though. It that was pretty was fucking so awesome. Awesome, but I don't know if you could do that. You would yeah. think you would just rip through the cheek. His character. I was really confused on why he just stood there and got shot because he knew that they were going to kill him. He knew. Mm-hmm. I, it was a weird scene, especially because we have the scene which I liked when he had the butter knife. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. just listening to you. That's I was weird, rubbing my eye. What kind of a look is that? I'm rubbing my eye. That was sensual. Was it? It was. No one's looking at you fucking sensually. Um, so he had the butter knife, and uh, two things about that scene that I liked. One, I don't know if I'm just thinking too in-depth on it, but I liked that because it kind of showed his character of where that, like, of the things that he chooses to defend himself, he chooses a lonely little butter knife. Um, I just thought that that was kind of a cool character thing with how timid and reserved that he is how you have two big fucking r- crazy russian guys with crazy russian guns and knives to and me I, that's why i took it as he just got shot he just knew yeah it's coming the creature's safe mm-hmm. you know he's gonna be released it's it's this is a matter of time okay yeah, i think it surprised me sure. with him is how he did tell michael shannon's character who actually took him well so that i think you need that for movie progression uh-huh but to me almost in his character like he just was willing to die for this creature well why would he i think because he he laughed he just thought like you're too late yeah here's my thing with that because i think a lot of people will have an issue with that dialogue exchange the reason why i don't think it's bad is because the doc had already filled and he knew that that's when she was doing it and, and that was like the end of the night he at that point i think assumed that it was already free and everything was cool so it was kind of more of like, haha, fuck you. You didn't think that these people could do well, this. Fuck these people, because even if he was free, he's probably still going to go after those people. Well, yeah, maybe he didn't think that. 
I don't know. But I I didn't think it was like a malicious thing that he told. No, I didn't think it was malicious. I yeah. just think up until that point it was almost out of character for him. Okay. He like sees such like a such a caring mm-hmm. communist. I don't know. I, I, I thought it was just like, haha, fuck you, they were able to do it. Bleh. And he died. Did he die? Yeah. I don't know if we saw him fuck die. Fuck you mean did he die? I don't think we saw him die. He got shot in the stomach like four times. I think it was only like three. You still think you're gonna be okay? Maybe. They're just laying there. Eliza's fine. She got shot in the gut. <laughs> yeah, true. As far as we know, or she could be dead. It's yeah. hard to say. I also wanted to talk about the scene where the neighbor has his gay, like the, the gay the diner, the, the gay romance with thing the with the shitty diner. Pie. And I thought that was so sweet and then so heartbreaking because I knew that's what was going to happen. Oh, I absolutely knew that's what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, he makes an advance on the pie guy. And I love like the little thing where they show the pot where he opens the fridge and he has all those fucking pies in there. They were terrible pies. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and then he gets rejected and it's like, it's a family restaurant. Ooh, fucking leave. You gay homo. And then he pulls out a shotgun. I don't think he pulled out a, sh- a scene I don't think there was a shotgun. Yeah, I felt bad. It was very heartbreaking. I it love- was, but then also the way he treated the black couple that mm-hmm. came in. I think the, I don't remember his name, the neighbor guy. Yeah. Like realized at the point in time, like, think, like he was. Glad that mm-hmm. he found out when he did, the like only... that he was wasting his time with this guy that does not fit mm-hmm. his beliefs at all. The only thing with that scene, I wish there was a little more time between both of those things happening. Um, they happened at the same time. Happened at the same time, and I, f- I don't know, I, I don't want to say it was heavy handed, but it kind of felt heavy handed just because both of them happened at the same time. Well, some of the movie, some of the stuff in the movie overall was yeah. very. Very heavy-handed. I don't think it would have been heavy-handed if there was a little bit of a break between both of those things happening. I also like the side plot with him and the painting. Well, it's advertising. Yeah, the the advertisement. Uh, Would you even call it a side plot? I mean, it was such a small thing. Eh, It was just really small. I wouldn't call it a side plot, though. It wasn't really a plot. It was just a little scene of character development. Yeah, but there's multiple scenes with it. One. Yeah, he's talking about the painting and... I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I call it a side plot. Then it's not really a plot. Yeah. Anyway, I like the stuff with it because it showed a lot of character development. You just liked it. So do you think that, um, that Abe so was cool. a god? No. Well, no. Well, because they put. I think things... that was a shitty Michael Shannon line. That was fucking. I didn't like that line at all. Well, no, they laughable. had the things where he um, touched the neighbor guy and his hair grew mm-hmm. back, and he survives two gunshots at the end. Oh, like he's. Yeah, true. They put him thing. He healed a man's hair. Yeah. Yeah, it could be a god. You know, like, or has he just got fish powers? I think he's just got fish powers, personally. I think they were just setting up the he bringing her back to life. Yeah. Um, I think it's more so just fish powers, and this is... <laughs> it's so weird when you say it. <laughs> and that's mainly coming from... If if anybody else did this movie, I'd probably say he's a god, but because of Del Toro... Well, because they would just be a god. They would make it yeah. clear. He would ascend into the heavens. It, yeah. <laughs> Uh, with Del Toro in the movies that he's done where there's actual gods, they're much more Well, grandiose. the thing with Del Toro, too, is you can read a lot into it, but at the end of the day, it's Del Toro. It might not mean shit. He just might think it looked cool. Like, he has symbolism in his movies, but he's even said some stuff. Nah, it's just because mm-hmm. it, it looked neat. Well, but there's a lot. You know, the thing with that is that I wish that, and I know what interview you're talking about where he says that. I wish he never said that. I do, too. Because... I don't like that he said that because he agrees with me because you, we've talked as a lot. an audience. You find the symbolism. Yeah. Well, n- well, that and also of latent symbolism mm-hmm. of when an artist is making stuff, 
he unknowingly creates symbolism that he's not fully conscious of, but it's there because it's innate. Are you defending Rob Zombie right now? Kind of, honestly. Fuck off. Get no, fuck just let house. me explain. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I'm not saying that like Halloween 2, that like, I think that the sim- uh, some of the symbolism. That coming, yeah. eventually. Some of the symbolism, like, it. F- why are we talking about fucking Halloween 2 during Shape of Water? But some of the symbolism in that movie, uh, I think, is legitimate symbolism that he is unknowingly creating. I it's think, not I good. I think that though. happens a lot. I'm not saying it's good. The symbolism. horse is absolutely symbolism. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that it, he, there's something there with it that he's not, like, conscious about. I don't know. I, I don't know what it's symbolic for. I don't it know doesn't what matter. it is doesn't matter but the thing with del toro is that yeah there's a lot of symbolism that he does and when somebody as creative as him it most certainly is symbolism he and just doesn't realize to complete yeah. yeah to completely reject it as saying that it's not symbolism i don't think is is correct that's like watching a fucking i honestly i almost feel like he said it originally because he just wanted people to enjoy his films and not read yeah. too much into him just go f- just fucking enjoy my movie mm-hmm. stop trying to make it about something else and this one, though, I think most of the symbolism is pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's almost not symbolism because it's just the... It's there. It's the story. Yeah. They make it blatantly clear. Well, and also, with kind of the ending of what we talked about, of kind of the interpretation of the ending, if we go back and we think about Pan's Labyrinth and we think about his reaction to This is what audiences. most people think of when they think of Del Toro. I yeah. Think. More than even Hellboy. And kind of the ending, ambigu- ambiguous ending on what is the real and what's the false. And how he's kind of said that in my vision, the fairy tale ending is the real one. I think that's was this as well. Mm-hmm. But I think you could interpret the entire movie from a different perspective. Yeah. The fairy tale is if you take the movie from Eliza is the one. But if you go from, this is the neighbor's story, and he's recounting how Mm -hmm. he saw Eliza as like this larger-than-life personality that you never really truly knew what was going on with her because she couldn't tell, you know. Mm -hmm. So, Kyle, um, Shape of Water, you know, had issues. Wow, why don't you show some fucking emotion there? You know, had some Do you think it was the best movie of 2017, which people are making it out to be? Um, No. I don't either. I think it is a great movie. I I really, really liked it a lot. I think it's a very good movie, but I... Don't know that it's up to the praise it's getting. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's one of the best of the best of twenty seven. I think it's one of his better movies. Definitely, I too, but I think it will be also one of his lower mm-hmm. box office. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's not doing well in the box office at all. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really great movie. Um, I'll go ahead and give you my score. It's a nine two for me. Yeah, I was gonna go like eight five. I think it might go lower, but as of right now, I'm still pretty hot on it. The length, I just think. Mm -hmm. They could have got some stuff out. Yeah, so much of it is, like... Like, it was so fast-paced, and then it just slowed, and I wish they would have been more consistent. And I I will say, openly, I do have a big bias towards Del Toro, because I love all of his movies. What do you think of Mimic? Uh, Did you ever watch Mimic? Yeah. It's like, late 90s? I like that movie. It's not bad. I like the concept of that movie. There's really not a movie that he's done that I overtly don't like. I haven't seen all of this. And stuff. I think that comes from my place of Del Toro. I feel like an emotional connection with him because That's we, of Hellboy. Well, that and the fact that like we literally like love all the same things, and everything he does is a love letter to everything that I love. So that's why I'm really biased towards him, and I have a lot of. I do like his. I think all of his films have a lot of positives in them. Mm-hmm. Like Crimson Peak, I wasn't a fan, but there's a lot of positives to that I still film. Love that movie. I, mean, I, I love that movie even more. The same goes for this. I'll give it a fucking ten right now. No, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't give it's it not. Ten. That's not a ten movie. <laughs> 
But no, I, I think he's very creative and unique director. Mm-hmm. And you just don't see movies like he makes. Shape of Water is his most mainstream looking film. Or wait, did I say nine two? Yeah. I meant eight two. Sorry. Okay. I just realized that I gave that's it. Like, really, I mean, if you want to give it that, that's <laughs> no. fine. Um, the music and visuals and the performances are what I'm mainly scoring on. Mm-hmm. Plot wise, it's not that original. I mean, really, if you want to get down to it, it's it's Free Willy. It's Beauty and the Beast. It's it's nothing outrageously. You know where it's going. You know how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. There's there's no real shocking surprises. I guess you could say the end maybe. Um, but I viewed the whole movie very early on as a fairy tale, so the end did not surprise me mm-hmm. with the gills and Michael Shannon showing up. I thought he would be more of a threat than he really was, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm kind of glad he wasn't because that would have made it a different film. Yeah. I thought, what was, I don't, Zelda? It wasn't Zelda. What was her friend's name? Oh, shit. I, don't remember, I mean, I know the actress's name, but I don't remember her. Like, name. I thought she would do something. I, she mm-hmm. was so fucking good. Oh, shit. It's Octavia um, something, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, Octavia Williams, I think. Something like that. I don't know. I'm terrible at, if you haven't learned by now, we're terrible <laughs> at fucking character yeah. names. Uh, oh, um, yeah, the qu- quick thing I wanted to say, because I, I wanted to mention it, but I forgot, was how fucking great their relationship was and how authentic it felt. I loved it. Yeah, because there's that passing line of that they'd been friends for 20 years. It's like 17. Or Yeah, something like that. Something like that. And you felt it. Yeah. With their actions, their mannerisms, everything. The way they talked. Just, yeah, it's, you got it immediately. Mm-hmm. And he didn't play up on tropes. We talk about, you know, they do touch on racism in the movie, but it's never an issue. Nobody mm-hmm. throws racial slurs in the movie. Mm-hmm. They will talk to her differently. Yep. But and they it's never, noticeable. Yeah. It's very noticeable, and you know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't go to the tropes of just throwing just full-on slurs at her. Mm-hmm. It's more passive and... Natural. I mean, it's the worst way ever to describe. No, it. I know what you mean. It's authentic to the time period. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> natural to the character that because Michael Shannon, everything like he, I'm gonna make he, you squat. Or the bathroom scene where he's uh-huh. like, real man washes his hand either before or after doing his business. I fucking love that. I love everything. You do I it like twice. That. It shows this is a sign of weakness. And, you know, I like, wanted Michael Shannon to fuck that merman so bad. That would have been amazing. And it makes sense because he washed his hands and then he didn't actually touch his stuff. So mm-hmm. he didn't really need to wash afterwards. It was a sign of, and he wanted them to stay in the bathroom while he peed. A lot of people thought that he was a little too cartoonish. I thought that worked for this I movie. I thought that worked for it with the fairytale nature of it. Because everything. it's a fairytale. I guess if people are not seeing this as a fairytale. What, I, what mm-hmm. did you expect? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. It's a Look at the poster. It's a fish man and a woman embracing. Mm-hmm. Did you think this is going to be like Creature from the Black Lagoon? This movie's what we thought it would be, right? This is my... Can you imagine if it wasn't fairy tale and this was more like The Notebook, yeah. <laughs> but one of them was a fish person? That'd be fucking weird. This, in my head canon, I'm I'm keeping this as that this was the Creature from the Black Lagoon remake in like, the Mummy uh, One of the best descriptions I saw somebody said was it was Amelie meets Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty it's solid. It's like, yeah, because that's another really good offbeat romance. Yeah, um, a lot of people are saying that this is... Um, a lot of people hate this movie. Best Del Toro since Pan's Labyrinth. I don't think I agree with that personally. Well, he only made Crimson Peak in between, didn't he? Huh? From Pan's Labyrinth? Are you fucking kidding me? Hellboy. Hellboy was at, before Pan's Labyrinth. No, wasn't it, it wasn't. Are you, you kidding insane? me? Pan's Labyrinth was like fucking 2002. When was Hellboy? 2005? Was I think? it? Yeah. It was pretty close after. Died. Then fucking didn't Del Toro do... Am I, am I stupid? Did, didn't he do... Fucking robot movie. 
Oh yeah, I did do Pacific yeah, Rim. Pacific I Rim. just always I forget that. Love that I do too. I just forget Holy that that shit. is it. Pain's Labyrinth, 2006. Hellboy, 2004. Fuck off. Really? Yes, I was pretty I sure. I could have sworn. Are you thinking of Hell? I think in Hellboy that. two. Well, no, I know. I knew Hellboy. I mean, obviously Hellboy two. No, Hellboy, yeah, Pain's Labyrinth is. Huh. God. Well, fuck me. So Shape of Water, Crimson Peak, uh-huh. Pacific Rim. Yep. Hellboy two, Pain's <laughs> Labyrinth. So I was okay. I wasn't counting Hellboy two. Yeah, 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 but I forgot about Pacific Rim, and I mean, if we can count PT. He did PT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why he did some shorts. He did some stuff as yeah. Okay, well, anyway, I think God, I forgot he did Blade too. Oh shit, he did do Blade yeah, too. I forgot Holy all about shit. that. Oh wow. All right, so okay. maybe you know he's um, not he's not always perfect. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, best movie since Pan's Labyrinth. In my opinion, I think overall, I think a general audience and general consensus that's correct. But I would say overall general audience, it would be Pacific Rim. Yeah. It was more uh, highly received than this movie. Personally, I think Pan's Labyrinth and Hellboy 2 are his best movies. I think this is one of the more relatable Del Toro movies. Mm-hmm. Hellboy 2 is fucking insanely good. As weird as it is, this is the most one of the most grounded Del Toro movies. Mm-hmm. Like grounded in reality, Del yeah. Toro. That's very strange for me to say because yeah. she fucks a fish. But, I mean, it's not Pacific Rim or... Hell, like, this is yeah. human characters, human emotions. Oh, yeah. And even more so than the fucking second Hellboy. The second Hellboy movie, the, the thing with that movie is that it is like a fucking crazy fantasy romp. The romp. You're going to use romp. the term romp? Oh, I'm using the word. The, the term romp. Oof. It's a romp and a half. Which, uh, admittedly, from such a huge Hellboy fan, that movie is not... Re- it doesn't feel like a Hellboy at all, no. like at all, but it's fun. But it's fun, and and they're so committed to the character that I I was okay. It's with a it's a fun movie. Yeah, that's that's how I feel about the Hellboy movies. I haven't really talked about the Hellboy remake that's coming out and how excited I am for it because and it's David Harbor too, right? Yeah, it's David Harbor, and it's it's made by people that primarily like Mike McNoll has a big role in this movie that he didn't have in the Del Toro movies. Um, which is fine because I think the first Hellboy movie was pretty close to the comics, pretty literal adaptation of Seeds of Destruction. Part, you know, not all of it, obviously. And the second one was just kind of Del Toro taking it and be like, "I'm going to take these characters and take them on a fucking adventure." I really, really well, love that's that. That's what makes all Del Toro's movies so great, though. Is yeah, he built such interesting characters, and then it doesn't matter what you do with them. Mm-hmm. That's why I like the second one better than the first. Like Shape of Water, I would say it didn't really matter where the story. Like you yeah. cared about Eliza and her neighbor. Like, the Fishman was, well, he wasn't even a main character, really. If you yeah. really think about it. He's, he's just, just a side character. He was there to move, keep the plot moving. He was her character growth. That's mm. all he was. And her completing herself and finding happiness, blah, blah, blah. He could have been anything. Yeah. It could have just been a human. But Michael Shannon would have been weird if it was just a human. I don't know where that would have come in. Uh, but, yeah, with a, with a Hellboy remake, it's the only time that they're like, we're going to take this back to being dark and gritty that I'm okay with. Eh, Hellboy should be there. Yeah. Because Hellboy is just Superman a, should not. Yeah, Hellboy is paranormal noir comic. It needs to kind of be serious. And I mean, there's, unless you're Del Toro, then you can. Unless you, yeah, Del Toro is. I wouldn't put him on there, but like it'd be like if Stanley Kubrick goes, if he was still alive, he's like, I'm making Avengers, and you're like, is this is not going to be Avengers yeah. at all? But man, is it going to be fucking good? Mm-hmm. God, I, yeah. Can you imagine if he did a superhero movie oh, today? Fucking Christ! Just I mean, imagine. Could he? Could he? I mean, the only thing that he could fuck. Are we talking about like Marvel though? It doesn't matter. Fuck me. I'm trying to imagine like how he would even like a a Kubrick Thor. 
That'd be incredible. It'd be like if Jordorowski did Thor. It'd be the most non-Thor Thor ever. I mean, how would he even do But he it? would still like nail the character somehow in the story. It would just be through... Like, how the fuck would he even... Because he never did like action action or anything. Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, but I, I mean, I wouldn't think of that as an action movie. That's his most action of movies. Though. I know, but fuck me. I can't even think of that. That's not a world I want to live in, really. Ant-Man, but it's just clock, like clockwork on Fuck. No. Ew. God, now I'm thinking of all these fucking great directors doing shitty Marvel adaptations. <laughs> he could do Squirrel Girl, but it's just Lolita. Uh, I'd still want That'd be fucking better than anything Marvel's going to do with Squirrel Girl. <laughs> That's true. I got. No, I don't have anything else but Shape of Water. Uh, what did you give it? Eight, four. I'm going to eight, four. All right. I'm doing uh, eight, two. If you watch the trailer and it looks interesting to you, watch it. If you watch the trailer and said it looks terrible, don't. I mean, save your money. Mm-hmm. You won't like it. You will hate this movie. Yeah. And you'll be bored by it and you'll think it's ridiculous and you'll just want fishcock. Like Lincoln. <laughs>